Hello and welcome to Making Mediumship the Norm, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Espinasi, known as New Zealand's Modern Medium, and I have been very privileged over the years to connect thousands of people to their loved ones in spirit, whether that be through one-on-one readings to my sellout Whispers from Above shows. I'm excited to be able to bring you this podcast where together we are going to be bringing mediumship into the everyday homes, the everyday hearts and everyday conversations. Whether you are here seeking solace after the loss of a loved one, needing guidance on your life's journey, or simply you have a curiosity to explore the mysteries of the universe, the Making Mediumship the Norm podcast is here to support you. My intention with each episode is to help you bridge the gap with life beyond this earth. So without further ado, let's tap in to today's episode. Hello everyone, I am so honored to introduce you to one of my really good friends, one of my soul sisters, Yelena from Moonbox NZ. Before we kind of dive into what we're going to discuss today, I want to share a little bit about how we came to know each other. So hello, my beautiful Yelena. Hello, thank you so much for having me on here. It's so lovely to be able to connect with you and share. So thank you. You're so welcome. So Yelena, I feel we've known each other for a few years, but we physically kind of met about a year ago at a mutual event that we were both at. And then we have formed a very, very strong friendship. I really believe the universe kind of went, there you are, girls, come back and and do life together. And I feel this started, especially when you attended my event that I run at my house, the Mediumship Morning Tea. And you came as just a normal attendee. And from then on, we've kind of built it to having you there, sharing your journey with your business, Moonbox NZ, where you sell crystals, make incredible goodies and everything and everything to do with spirituality. So do you want to just give a little bit of a shout out first? to your little biz moon box. Yeah, sure. So I sell crystals and I also have kimonos, dream catches, beautiful crystal jewelry. I make bespoke gift boxes as well. And there's also blue lotus, which is really sacred plant medicine and cacao as well. And I'm very intentional with what I choose and select and I guess a lot of my customers are really have become close friends over time. So a lot of my customers will message me and ask for specific things, for specific situations, for friends or for themselves. So I'm a little bit different where I'm very personal with my customers. So it's been a really great experience to have Moongot. <laughs> I feel this kind of how we started, but The reason I wanted to have you on the podcast today is because your story is quite unique and quite different. And I feel shows the beautiful dimensions that get to unfold in the spirit realm. So let's kind of tell the listeners like where where things are at. So I want to share your story because you were adopted. And I'm going to let you kind of share that part of things. But what's really beautiful is we have connected, especially on such a profound level, because your birth parents 
are both in the spirit realm and helping you and making you more aware of your own mediumship abilities to connect with them has been such a joy for me. And I would love for you to kind of share what's it like first to have been adopted and finding out that your parents are in the spirit realm? Like, how did that all happen? So I was born in Russia and this is all the information that was shared to me was through other healers, through other psychics. And I never had any information until I met random people who shared this information. So I knew the basics that I was in an orphanage and got adopted at age two and a half into New Zealand. And what I did was I set up a meeting with someone and did an Akashic's record reading. And that's where I discovered and learned a whole number of things that went on in my life that really resonated as well. So I was adopted at age two and a half because my birth mum was actually really young. She was living in like a yurt with her mum and her dad, so my grandparents, and there was quite a divide between my birth mum and my granddad, and they weren't really in a position to keep me financially with how they were living with their situation. So I know that my grandma really, really wanted to keep me and so did my birth mum. When I heard that information, it meant so much to me because being adopted, you sort of go, why was I adopted? Why wasn't I wanted? Yeah. Why, why was I cast out? So to have that piece of information and that knowledge that I was wanted and I was loved so dearly, but due to their situation, they just weren't able to look after me properly. So a lot of information that was shared was actually that orphanages in Russia specifically are often kept as like a halfway house. So sometimes people will put their children into the orphanage in hopes to sort out their situation to be able to come back and collect the child. So I think that is what was going to happen. Like they were trying to sort out their situation to come and collect me. But then when they came back, I was was gone. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's such a story. I mean, I don't personally feel we meet people especially more in this day and age that have been adopted as frequently, you know, it's not something that is talked about a lot, but your situation is so different because in order for you to find out about your lineage, in order for you to understand who you are biologically or genetically, (laughs) I'm not sure which way that around that is, but you, you all know what I mean. You have to communicate with your family in the spirit realm. That is how you are going to be able to understand and and source those missing pieces that every single person I feel wants to know who they are and where they come from. So share with us, what is that like? What was it like to find out that you have this family that did want you, but now they're in spirit? And what's that like? Truthfully, like I love it because it allows me to connect with the highest version very easily whenever I want. And it felt like a weight had been lifted as in the sense that I didn't have to search for my my physical family. 
and try to find them because now I'm able to just tap in, connect and feel the energy and kind of get answers that way as well. Can you share with us some of the ways in which you do that? I just have conversations. So a lot of the times I will just start talking in my mind. So I'll just say, hey, mom, like I'm feeling this kind of way today. I'm really missing you. And we just have conversations kind of like that. And it's kind of like a muscle where it gets practiced. So you've got to build the muscle. And so now for me, it's very easy to connect like that. Whereas at the start, it was, it took a while, like to, you know, grease the wheels and kind of get the nogs moving a bit. But now it's just like a very natural thing that happens for me. And I love that you said that, that it is a muscle because (laughs) it totally is. I always kind of use the reference of going to the gym, you know, mediumship is a muscle that develops over time, even though it's invisible. You don't just go to the gym and go, yeah, I'm going to lift a hundred kilos. Like you start with 10 or, and you build up. It's the same with mediumship because we are working with a non-tangible force and our minds kind of go, it's my imagination. It's not real. Is this, was this the thing? Was this the message? Like our mind loves to have the evidence. It likes to have the practicality of it all, the physical, tangible things. So when we are developing our mediumship and you will continue to develop your mediumship your whole life, like myself included, it's something that is ever-changing and ever-evolving because the energy of the spirit realm and our ability to access other beings is shifting here on planet Earth. So it is an ever-growing muscle. And I love that through trusting and practice and having these conversations that you now fully trust that it is your mom communicating with you. And so I want to ask, what do you associate as like a sign that it's your mom? Or do you have different signs for different people in the spirit realm for you? Share with us what those are. Yeah, sure. So I, to be honest, haven't had very strong signs from my mum. My mum is more the feeling. Same with my grandma, but with my birth dad. So he didn't actually know that I existed. <laughs> um, so when he passed over, I actually was reading a book around angels and connecting with the other side. And he came through so strong and he was grieving. So I got a visual of him just crying and crying and feeling so sad. So I just took that moment to be present with him and communicate and say, look, I understand that you're so sad with what has happened and what I've you know, gone through, but look at where I am. Look at the life that I live and it's okay. And I felt a peace settle in and he went happy. So from there, I actually got really strong messages from my dad showing up. So I was at a festival one time and I was sitting at the beach looking out, just relaxing, and I got a visual of his face. And I just started crying because he looked like me 
And I've never experienced someone looking like me before blood. So it was a beautiful moment. And there was another experience where I was actually chatting to my friend about him. And the TV in the room was unplugged and it started to beat. Like, I don't know how TVs, you know, they don't beat. Like, it was very, very... At the time, it was quite shocking to experience, but at the same time, it was a very powerful thing that resonated of, wow, he's just communicated with me and thank you. Like, yeah. Absolutely proud that you were talking of him in this moment. And I love this. I call it kind of like spirit phenomena where Mm -hmm. things like this happen. Now, sometimes people, let's just be clear. Sometimes it is an electrical glitch. Okay. We can't make a flashing light every time be spirit or, you know, beeps and whatever. But in instances like that, where there is no electrical current or anything making that happen, that is spirit phenomena. And that is one way that they love letting us know that they are with us or that they are appreciating that we are honoring them in this moment or just saying, hey, I got you. I'm here. So I love that you have been able to have that experience with your dad and that your dad having the ability to build a connection with you now in spirit. I can only imagine that it would be a bit of a shock. I'm a spirit. And what? I have a daughter? (laughs) Like, how did this happen? Well, I'm sure he knows like how it happened, but I can't I can't even begin to try and imagine what that would feel like as a spirit as well. And even though our loved ones in spirit don't have regret or they can't be mad or angry or any of those kinds of feelings, I feel like it would have been a little bit like, oh, this is a part of my life I could have had that I didn't even know. And so I feel like for you, giving him the time and the space to be a part of your life now that he's in spirit. It's so beautiful. Like it's going to make me cry because this is, this is my world. You know, I geek out on all of this stuff and, you know, I really am so passionate about giving a voice to the spirit realm. So to me, I just feel like your dad has got another shot in some ways at fatherhood that he didn't even know he even had. Yeah, for sure. I'm like crying. So I'm just (laughs) wiping off my tears because I can feel the emotion and I feel I really get it. I understand the intricacies of the spirit realm inside out. I mean, this is this is my life. This is my world. I have dedicated myself to the mastery of being a medium. And so when I hear stories like yours, Yelena, it's it just solidifies how important the spirit realm is and the testament to eternal love. So can you share with us what it's like to love people? People in spirit that you didn't get to love in the physical. Can you share with us what that's like? It feels almost, as you described, like a second shot as well. So I had a lot of harboring emotions, a lot of disconnect, all of those heavier emotions 
but this has given me the opportunity to feel safe, secure, loved, appreciated, be able to connect and have a child-parent relationship in not a normal sort of way or what people would regard as normal. But for me, it feels normal because it's real. Like it's something that I experience on the daily. And I think what was quite interesting for me was I was never really too concerned or interested about my birth dad. It was always, where's my birth mom? And so when I learned about my birth dad and experienced him, it was just like a whole nother world of magic for me where it's like, oh my goodness, like I never thought about my birth dad. And I've got this whole other, you know, entity or um, soul to experience as well. So and you're a mum yourself. So you're getting to experience what it's like to have the love of a mother to your beautiful daughter. And yeah. I want to ask, do you share the spirit realm with her? Is that something? I know she's only little, but you know, children, they don't have the disconnect like we do. So do you kind of talk about the spirit realm with her? I do. She is very, very drawn to my crystals. And right from when she was little, she's always just wanted to, she's drawn to that crystal room. She just wants to go in there. She wants to touch the different crystals, wear the bracelet. But something interestingly that has developed for me since I've had little summer is my light language. So there would be times where I'd really struggle to settle her. And I would just start speaking light language to her and she would laugh. She would start giggling. She'd laugh and she'd just stare at me. And it was like a really beautiful moment where, again, it was kind of like another sort of element that I was tapping into. That's so beautiful. And light language is becoming so much more, I want to say mainstream in a way, Mm -hmm. like it's not something that is uh, done kind of like in the closet. It is very, you know, light language has had such a big movement. And as the earth is ascending right now, as we are shifting from 3D to 5D consciousness, we are bringing in those light codes. And I love that your little girl, just in some ways you have that language. I talk light language with Sienna and she looks at me and just like, what are you doing, mom? And I remember years ago, I went to see Wayne Dyer, who is of course now in the spirit realm. And he said to us, if you want to know who God is, ask a child. So at the time I had my son, he's 10 now, but he was maybe two or three or something along those lines. And I said to him, I said, Jack, who is God? And he looks at me like thinking about it. And he goes, who is the actor that plays branch of trolls? And I said, Justin Timberlake. And he said, Justin Timberlake is God. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, sure. So there you go, Justin Timberlake. My son thinks you are God. Um, But it's really interesting to ask our children about the spirit realm and about the the star seeds origin that they come from. I'm always asking Sienna, where do you come from in the universe? And why did you choose me as your mother? And we have these conversations that might not seem a normal type of conversation to have with your child, but they really are such a portal children to the other side, to what is beyond this earth. So 
Do you think that in some ways, maybe your parents have inspired you to create Moonbox so that you can have these beautiful connections with your beautiful daughter, but also with like-minded souls out there in the world? Absolutely. I just wanted to touch on your last point around connecting with my soul family while they're on the other side and being a mother. There was actually a lot of times where I would call on them, where I'd feel like I needed family support. And as I'm estranged from my adopted family at the moment, I would call on them to feel like I actually needed some backup and I would feel and I'd actually see like a white light coming around and just the, the feeling of peace. So that helped me through a lot of my motherhood journey. So yeah. And uh, we all need that. Yeah. <laughs> the journey is an ever going, everlasting experience. And it doesn't end once we leave this physical earth. It is something that is very sacred being a parent. So let's explore because I truly believe that your parents kind of set you up with Moonbox, which probably then opened so much of your own divine gifts. So Mm -hmm. take us through maybe how the idea happened and how you feel connected to yourself and the spirit world, the angelic world, light beings through Mm -hmm. what you do in Moonbox NZ. Yeah, so I was actually nannying and I was feeling extremely unsatisfied and unfulfilled in where I was in life. And I always thought that there was more for me. As I was raised, crystals and sort of the spiritual world was a no-go. Like it was actually viewed as, as quite evil or just something that you don't mess with. So I never grew up with crystals or anything like that, but I did have a really, really strong connection to the spirit realm. I think because I would often dissociate, so I'd often be out of body, creating imaginary situations and connecting with spirits. So that happened from a really young age and I would have a really strong imagination and visions and messages coming through, things like that. It just kind of happened where a friend asked me if I could find a business that creates moon rituals or something to do with the moon. And she said, oh, you're virtual. I said, oh. I've never kind of looked into it. So I actually went on this hunt looking for a moon bot to to do with my friend. And I saw that there was a gap in the market and that there weren't any moon boxes or not many in New Zealand. So I didn't have any business experience at all. And I just overnight decided, you know what, I'm going to go in and create this business. And within seven working days, I had a pretty much fully functioning business. (laughs) I was at markets, I was selling online, and it was from really a business kind of way. So I wasn't thinking about the spiritual kind of aspect or anything. And as I started to go to market and my customers started to teach me about crystals, I said, hang on, maybe there's something so much more to 
crystals <laughs> and they're not just like pretty rocks like no they actually have energy that can influence your energy and because we are made up of water we are affected by emotions and things that are outside of us and crystals have the power to change and transmute energy and remove energy and as I started going deeper into Moonbok I started to become a whole lot more sensitive where I would start to feel energy so much more and I would feel drained and I'd talk to a person and I'd feel everything so much more exaggerated or intensely and so I started to go actually I need to research this and I need to learn how to protect myself with these crystals and then there was this moment where I just sat and it was like the epiphany of like I've just created this whole business for myself <laughs> and then when my daughter came along I was like you know what I'm gonna I, my mindset shifted a little bit where it was like you know what I'm gonna create everything that I can like I'm teaching my daughter but to my community everything with the basics of how to protect yourself of how to cleanse your crystals of how to you know manifest how to bring in all these different things so it's been a phenomenal journey and I've just had guidance I don't feel like I personally was, you know, deciding everything. I was just a channel for helping others and myself. You are such a beautiful channel. I absolutely love you and your energy and your ethics. And I feel that's why you and I resonate so much with each other because we're very similar in, well, I would say we're probably the same in how we think and how we run our businesses. I just don't do crystals. You don't necessarily do <laughs> live shows and all the things like where we marry each other very well. Mm. And I've loved you sharing your story and your journey with those that come to my mediumship morning tea you being so open it feels like every morning tea that you've come to another layer has kind of dropped with your parents and healing some of the sadness and some of the heaviness that sometimes comes with loss because even though you may not have physically met your parents in some ways this is still a loss that you've experienced and have to now navigate so would you share any like wise words to anyone that maybe, or to anyone who has been adopted and has parents in the spirit realm, or just to anyone that is also navigating, maybe finding out that they have this parent that they didn't even know that is now in the spirit world. Like what things did you do to support yourself with, with this? I know you said it was really beautiful, but with some of the harder parts, how did you navigate yourself through it? The first thing by my guides or my spirit team or my ancestors was that I am not alone. So that was something that I felt all my life was abandonment. And then when I, you know, connected to the other side, it was like, you are not alone. You've never been alone. And you can call on us whenever you need. And sometimes I forget, I'm like, I'm going on with my life, I'm feeling good. And then I'll just get a thought that comes in and it's like, hey, we're here. We miss you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Let's you know, let's connect and I'll take some time to just have those conversations or um, tap in at nighttime where I meditate and just connect that way as well. So 
I think that is the, the greatest thing is understanding you are never alone. And more than that, there's people on this physical realm who are experiencing the same. So often we can isolate and be like, you know what, I'm I'm just like this odd ball and no one understands, no one gets me who feels similar feelings as well. Yeah. And it is very challenging, especially, you know, grief is something that most people go through alone. And that's why I'm on such a big mission in making mediumship the norm is to really have these conversations that are so important so that we can kind of demystify this, I want to say this nonsense that has been spread in the world about mediumship being something we should never do or that we, you know, that is bad or evil or this or that. And it's like, no, it's one of the most natural things that we are actually here to do. And if we look at the history of our evolution as human beings, and if we look at the history in Atlantis and Lumeria and all of those things, like we have been communicating with the beyond since before existence. (laughs) So how can it be something that we are forbidden or told not to do? And I just think of, you know, someone like yourself, imagine if your whole life you go thinking, no, I can't communicate with the spirit realm because it's bad. Like you wouldn't have this connection with your parents. Yeah, for sure. I think more than that as well is I had an insecurely attachment pattern. I was insecure in the world. I I didn't have my grounding. I didn't know who my identity was, you know, anything. But I found that my attachment pattern shifted to a secure attachment pattern when I was able to connect and feel my family support which is phenomenal to change, to shift from insecure to securely attached. Like that was, that was huge though. And I I just feel like that is the power of the spirit realm, right? Mm. They really are here to love us, to support us, to guide us, to help us remember who we are. And for you, now that you have connected with your parents, has the identity that you have to yourself shifted? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think in times of insecurity, that's when I'll connect. And it's kind of like I'm reminded of my true essence or the true essence. Like the truth is the truth and you can't kind of waver from it. So if I'm feeling insecure about something, I will check in and be like, how do I move past this block? But there were times where I'd go, am I crazy? <laughs> like, like, is this real? And then I'd go around in circles and be like, what if the crazy people, you're not crazy, but you know, what if those people are viewed a certain way? Like, what if they're actually onto something? Like, what if they're super connected? What if we're, it's us with our perceptions and our constructs or whatever? Yeah, there was definitely moments of like, am I all good? And it would be like, you know what? I'd come back to that grounded feeling of like, no, this feels right for me and situations, signs, feelings, the more it would go on, like the more I just feel more and more secure. And I think when you get to a place of just being your authentic, true self, fully open, connected to the spirit realm, it allows other people to feel safe to explore that as well without judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that in some ways your business, Moonbox NZ, is a stepping stone for people to do that. Hmm. And is there a particular crystal or ritual that you use to connect with your parents? Hmm. So not one 
specific. I do love the auras. Auras, uh, they have such a very, like a very light vibration around them that I like to connect. But truthfully, it will rotate, like it will it will change and, and change, I guess, whatever frequency is kind of needed at that time for whatever I'm trying to connect with. It might be slightly different each time, but I like to, if I actually don't have a crystal, I will imagine a crystal. So I'll imagine the energy of the crystal on me as well. So if you don't have that specific crystal, you can use that as a tool as well. But personally, when I'm connecting, I always like to feel protected. So I will have like a black tourmaline, a selenite, which is a cleanser. The tourmaline is a protector. And then intuitively, whatever crystal feels right at the time. Yeah. I mean, we know that amethyst is a beautiful amplifier of intuitive abilities. And I always go on and on and on about how angel aura is one of the most powerful crystals to have for mediumship. It is actually the crystal for connecting to the spirit realm. Of course, it also opens up to the angelic realm and all of that kind of stuff. But I always recommend it for people to have angel aura by their bed with their whispers from above cards and or to wear angel aura. If you are a working medium, then that is a beautiful crystal to use to open up your throat chakra to communicate for the for the spirit realm. So I know that if anybody wants to discover more about crystals and everything like that, they can reach out to you. We will definitely link Moonbox NZ in the in the notes of the podcast. And I really want you to from your heart now as we thank you for being here and sharing your story and being so vulnerable and honest. I'm going to leave the floor to you to say a message to your parents in the spirit realm. (laughs) Okay. I've just had the feeling sink in of my family here. I think there was a period in my life where I felt so much anger and resentment and hurt towards my family where I couldn't understand how they could could leave and I feel sad that I experienced that and I wish I had known the story earlier and I think everything happened in divine timing the way it was supposed to so I have immense gratitude that there were actually a portal for me coming into this world and I experienced what I had to experience to be sitting here on this podcast with almost ancestral wisdom knowledge to be able to transmute energy that I probably I'm not so sure if I would have been able to to do that if I didn't have the love and support of my spiritual family so lots of love (laughs) and gratitude beautiful thank you so much Elena for being here and we give so much love to your parents and spirit you being an absolute light in this world it's been an honor thank you for your love and your light in this world 
Thank you so much. I also want to acknowledge you for holding space at your mediumship event because here I was coming along with my crystals and kimonos and things to, you know, share with people when actually it was one of the most healing spaces for me, (laughs) where times I would be a blubbering mess. And thank you for holding space and for supporting me and just being such an emotional container and beautiful friend for me as well. So thank you. It is my absolute honor and pleasure. (laughs) Oh, thank you, beautiful. I hope that the story of Yelena for anybody who has gone through adoption or anybody that is navigating the loss of a parent that you find some hope and inspiration to connect with them through the incredible journey that awaits you of eternal love. So thank you everyone for making mediumship the norm. Yelena, I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I want to express my utmost gratitude for having you joining me on this journey in making mediumship the norm. As we together continue to explore the depths of the spiritual realm, I ask if you could please leave a five-star review for the podcast. Your feedback and your ratings not only brighten up my day, but they also help others to discover the podcast so we can truly bring mediumship into the everyday homes and conversations. And if you're ready to dive in deeper and want to work with me and see what possibilities await you, I encourage you to book in a reading with me or to check out the Soul Love Academy. Thank you so much for being part of this incredible journey in making mediumship the norm. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, remember that you are a gift to the world. Together we awaken, together we align, and together we ascend. Love always, Melissa Espinasi. Mwah!